From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's The Power Move with John Gafford. Oh my God, we're back again after the long hiatus of, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, look, some of you guys probably thought you were never going to see us again. I mean, I felt like somebody wasn't going to see me yeah, again for some, a while. Honestly, well, let's face it. Some people probably hope that they'll never see us again. It's just kind of Sucker. what they're going to do. And I come back with this killer turtleneck. I know. Yeah, no you, one. You have you, not. No one has you, like complimented me today. You, you come. I was going to see like Archer. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like Archer. Well, welcome to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I am your host. To my left, as always, Colt Scrotum Neck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're going Colt, coming in hot. No, no, coming in hot. Floor, floor, floor. What is it? What's the COVID and the flu? No, COVID? I don't know. Who, who knows what it is? We're going to get into that because you had all of it apparently while we were gone. Typhoid Gary. And, uh, <laughs> and, and as always, Chris Connell Esquire, Counselor, how are you? How are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. good. So, so, I mean, obviously, we've been gone now for what seems like forever because it was like, hey, let's, uh, you know, the holidays are here. Let's, uh, let's wisely spend time with the family. And uh, we're just going to take a little break through the holidays. And then. Bad move spending time with yeah. family. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe your maybe your family your <laughs> maybe factories. your family comes on, but then uh, of course the plague hits and, uh, and and wipes literally everybody out. Uh, I was lucky enough so far, knock on wood, to not get the plague. I know, counselor, you've not gotten it either at this not point. That I'm aware of, not that you're aware of. But then there um, was Colt. Must be nice, guys. Then there's Colt. So Colt, you got the flu and the vid at the same time. The flu rona, flu rona. That's my flu rona. The clovid. Are we going flu rona? The clovid. I tell you what. It. I knew it wasn't good when I had a migraine for two days straight, uh-huh. and then I woke up the next day and I'm like shivering and fevering. It, it was bad, and then I went to the um, urgent care and. They tested everybody and said, go home, go home. Yep. And they wouldn't let me go home. And Ugh. I thought, uh, okay, what's going on? Are, are you safer in the urgent care? I mean, with a vet at home, are you, where are you oh, safer? for sure. Urgent care. care. Yeah. At least they, they talked to me. My wife was so <laughs> pissed off at me. We had such a, because so, we're out of town, right? Sick. I love well, that. I'm out of town. I'm stuck up in Utah. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> snowing is beautiful looking, but, uh, we got quarantined up there, and she was not happy yeah. at all with me. Like, I did it on purpose. Is she going to be mad that you actually got it from your next-door neighbor? <laughs> well, no. If it was chlamydia, she'd be mad about that. <laughs> that's, the other, yeah. that's, that's how it go. But, no, I just I kept sending me text messages like, a vet's mad at me because I'm threw up too loud. <laughs> oh, middle of the night, she yelled at me. I'm sitting there with a migraine thrown up, ready, like – Damn near in tears. Like, it was bad. I mean, the consideration, me Colt, for, have some consideration. Yeah, for it family. hit me bad for <laughs> five days of really bad. Really? Really bad. And, you know, my business partner, Scott, also probably should have been in a hospital. But, uh, yeah, my wife's, like, mad that I'm throwing up yeah. and crying you know, at know, the same time listen, in a listen. fetal <laughs> thing. Like, can, we, can we talk about Scott for a minute? Because I think Scott Scott is a cautionary tale of this, okay? Listen. If you've not had the vid, if you if you haven't had the vid, do some research as to what like you need to know as far as going on with the vid when you get it, oh. like your oxygen levels and those sorts of things. Very because important. here's Scott, as sick as he can be, I mean, down and out, like hard down and out. And Gidget is like, "What's your oxygen?" He's like, "How do you? I don't know. What do you? How do you figure that out?" <laughs> it's like, it's it's like, like what's, that? Yeah. what's that? I don't know. Like, I mean, look, here's the deal. Spend the $10, get the pulse thing. I got one in my flight bag. Yeah, okay, there you go. So as a pilot. Yeah, just, yeah you have to know. 
because you know, yeah, is, is that a pilot flex? That was recreational pilots. When you get when you get carbon dioxide poisoning, right? Yeah, you, you got to know. You want it, and the one way to kind of find out is you have a pulse oximeter yeah. in your flight bag. Smart. No, but 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 I think Smart. part of it was uh, Scott just had no idea about anything. Like, Andy lives by himself. Yeah. He doesn't have his, oh, yeah. oh gosh. No, yeah. No, he, Gidget was going to send out like the, yeah. the troops after him. No, if you haven't had COVID, like, look, you need to get this little thing. It's called a pulsometer. It tells you how much oxygen you have. If you get below, what is it? They said 89 or 88. I think, I think you're dead by that point. Oh, no. 88? No, I think 88 no. is the, 89 was, is the number. I was like, I was 89, 90. Yeah, so they say um, 88, I think, is the number is to go it? to the hospital. Okay, yeah, but I'm, spend I'm the 10 bucks now and get this. If you haven't gotten this, you're probably going to get it. So better safe than sorry. Don't get caught. Like, I mean, he didn't know anything about, like, the Regeneron treatment, which we got that done uh, right away. He didn't know anything about anything. I mean, he was the, like 88 oxygen. Yeah, I know, dude. He, 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 was, he, he was bad. He was really he bad, was bad living by himself, right? He had no clue about anything. Like, well, what should I do? I mean, should I just, do I just tough it out? No, dude, you go get a Z-Pack. I mean, there's things yeah. you got to do here. So let me ask you a question now. I don't want to get into, you know, a bunch of people talking about science that don't understand how this works, but why, why, what's with the Z-Pack? We always talking about getting antibacterial kind of. I, dude, I don't know. I don't, just, I don't look, understand we, that. Look, they gave me the Z-Pack I, I think it was flu. throw the kitchen sink. Yeah. I think it's just throw the just kitchen throw the sink kitchen at, sink at it? it. I think that was the extent of it, just throw the kitchen sink and be done with it. Yeah, was, let me tell you this, you know, everybody can downplay cold. COVID and yes, what your political views will make you have a thought process on it, right? Like I'm fully vaccinated. I have not stopped my life maybe for four days of, of right. quarantine. So I've been working, traveling through this pandemic, been around people. I've yet to get it. Okay. I got it. It freaking was miserable. Yeah. And you might be lucky. My son had it. It was bad head cold. My mom and dad have it right now. They wouldn't even know they have it, right? It hits you differently, so you got to be prepared just in case it does hit you. Like, it, it well, dude, I, I got to tell you, something that I hope goes away, but I don't think it will, because I think after COVID, it'll just be something else. It is alarming to me on both sides of this issue how many people have attached their personal identity to their thought, yeah. their personal thoughts about a virus. Well, yeah, that's just tribalism at its at, at its at its most contemporaneous. But how, but we all, everybody does it for everything. It's there's so many times <laughs> issues will come up and you go, "Why do you even have an opinion?" Yeah, it's yeah. just what why do you care? Yeah. What do you care? Like yeah. it just and, and I mean like literally it's every single Facebook post. And I'm talking about both sides of this. I mean, there's certain people that I just I got to mute because I'm just so sick of their armchair quarterback expertise. Sure. You know, I think the best quote I ever saw was, or not a quote, but a meme the other day. Again, on both sides of the issue, I don't care which side you're on. This meme said, I have like a PhD in something from Harvard. Yeah. I have a so-and-so yeah. from John Hopkins. So much lab work. And I'm a doctor. But John 159472 <laughs> just told me I was an idiot. Bullshit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John 124 <laughs> said that was bullshit. Who's <laughs> got a profile picture with him and a fish. <laughs> <laughs> completely full of shit. I said, no, but it is. It yeah. is absurd that people. But that's the thing about Dunning Kruger. We have a. a oh, we love the Dunning Kruger. We need. We need yeah, the Dunning Kruger. Dunning Kruger we do. But it does. It gives people a false sense of understanding, right? The guy did my own research. You go. No, 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 no. You can't self-select what no. you want to research and call it research, right? Yeah. Research is where you start with a hypothesis and then you test it. Come up right. with it. It's a whole scientific yeah. process. Science is totally ambivalent as to how you feel about anything. Yeah, it if, doesn't care. If science, science will come back and say, no, this is more likely if you're this. You yeah. know, it's just period. I don't well, care. Well, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far down the COVID hole. No, this but, is on both yeah. sides of the issue. Oh, if if it's you everybody. if you are waking up in the morning 
and you are looking for something to support your opinion right. so you can then repost it on social media on either side of this issue, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, yeah. you're just doing it wrong. I mean, right. dude, find something, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, not, not this episode, but the next episode, which we're going to record after this. I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek as to oh. what it is. Cause I got it out here. The research is done. But on the next episode, a very special episode of the power move, we'll be discussing stoicism because people often, you know, ask me how I do a lot of things that I do, how I get through things. And, and so if you've never been experienced to classic stoicism, we're yeah. going to talk about some of that stuff. And, and, and some of that goes along with, with what we're talking about now. But for this particular episode, there's a lot of stuff to unpack. We haven't been here for a while. Um, I've done some things. We've had some great things go on and we've had some bad things go on out there. And, and I want to kind of talk about all this. The first thing I want to talk about, cause it's going to be the title of this, uh, episode. Cause it's going to be like clickbait deluxe, sure. right? It's going to be like nice. the power clickbait. You're doing it right. Yeah. It's going to be the super clickbait is while we were on hiatus. Yes. I bought a private jet and, uh, and yeah, and, and I want to kind of talk about that thought process of alternative investments and why I buy a private private jet and what that means and, and how it's a business and it's not just a flex. Frivolous, yeah. And, yeah, and we, we've talked before many times. I'd be impressed if you bought two private jets, but one? Well, uh, no. Yeah. We, well, shockingly enough, Colt, we are buying another one, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. So we've talked before. Like, it, it, it's so funny. You know, I had a I had a situation this weekend where I went to look at a seven-figure flip with my partner that I do flips with, and we were looking at this house, and I pulled up, and I was in my Ford Bronco, uh, my partner who is, you know, got a ton of money is in his, you know, Chevy truck and the agent pulls up in, in a really nice car. <laughs> and it was just like, and I know that car was, was probably beyond a little bit where they were. And we were talking and it was funny. And I, I said the comment, I said, you know, it's funny when you're coming up, man, when you're coming up in business, you, you think I can't wait till I can drive whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the place where you can actually drive whatever you want, whatever you want is going to change dramatically. Right. Like it right. just gets there. Like we yeah. talked before, like, you know, we, we debated the Rolls Royce. We debated buying uh, the Wraith. We debated buying all of that stuff. And, you know, when mm -hmm. I really broke that down and I looked, I mean, I've got a really nice car other than my car that I, uh, the Bronco. I've got another nice car. It sits in the garage. I've had that car for three years. And I do want to point out, though, that I did have the opportunity to kind of let you know how much that 430 was, you know, which one? The 430 as opposed to the 488. Yes, you did. You you I, did. We were talking, I just we're, want to point we're, that out. We were talking Ferraris. You did you did put your input on the 430 instead of the 488. But I look at it this way. You know, I've got this really nice car sitting in my garage. I've had it for three years. It's got 8,200 miles on it. It sits there and does nothing. So I spent a ton of money on this car, and it's sitting in my garage doing nothing. And that kind of started to play a little bit into the thought process of this private jet for me. Because... If keep in mind, we did not buy this private jet to sit it in a hangar in Henderson. And then whenever I want it, I can pick up the right. phone and call and say, yeah. you know, gas up the jet. We're going to Cabo. Right. That's that's not was that time for that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That, that, that was not the intention of this plane. And my partner brought it to me and said, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to run it like a business. And here's the difference. We're going to it pencils out with one plane. It does, because the plane that we bought is a Dassault Falcon 50. Um, you can look it up. It's a it's a really good uh, mid-range fuel-efficient jet. It'll fly from here to Honolulu. It'll fly from here to New York, and then New York to London, if I yeah. want. It's a long-range jet. Well, mid-range, mid 3,400 miles is, is how far it'll go, which is far enough for me. Right. And 
the overall operating expenses on this jet with one, including the hangar and the cruise and everything else, is about $138,000 a month, which sounds like a lot, including the debt service and everything else that's associated with this. But when you look at the cost to operate the airplane in the air, all included, everything is about $2,500, and the going rate for that plane to be leased is $6,000 an hour. Well, now you're talking about a business that makes sense. I mean, last month or last week, uh, Jets.com chartered the plane for the whole week. They just, they resold it. You know, they took their charters and they resold the plane and put it up there. And they did it for, I think it was $150,000 for 30 hours. They took the plane. So that one week from Jets.com covered the entire cost. Now, we didn't buy this so I can, you know, join the mile high club and be rocking around, you know, quick, easy flights. It also didn't mean that, but yeah, I did, yeah, I did, it did, did not right, mean that. Right. Can we so, do a, can we no, do trust a me. podcast from there? No, no, we, we, we can, we can, but, but trust me, I go up there with my wife. She's going to be white knuckling as it yeah, is. She yeah, hates to fly. Care. She hates to fly. Women don't feel anything sexier. No, than being like petrified. No, 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 no. I had a friend that yeah. his wife, um, you just have to get so drunk to get on their jet. Like she hated it. That they, was, they, that, she had to every time. I told kids that was a pitch. I said, I said, no, babe. I said, uh, I said, we're going to have booze on the plane, whatever you want. You can get yeah, whatever you want. She had to. My it's wife fine. will never get in the plane with me. She'll get in this plane. No, no, no that I'm flying. That you're flying. No, I would. <laughs> okay, man. let's be honest. Smart I wouldn't get in that plane either. I'm not, I'm not getting that plane. <laughs> yeah, would you get a plane that I'm flying? I mean, can, yeah, but I, I'm, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, one of us has a license. No, <laughs> even if I got a license, I would get a plane that I was I operating. Get a license. I don't I'd trust get me. a plane with you. No, I don't. Sure. I, I'll barely get in a car with me. That's too shy. No thanks. But no, so. The thing with the planes is, if you do it at scale, which we're going to try to do, we're going to buy another plane and another plane after that, same type of planes, everything gets compressed. Because with one plane, you still have the hangar expense. You still have the two pilot expense. You have all of these things. But when you get multiple planes that are always out moving and out chartered, now you need one hangar for three planes. You don't need more hangers because the planes are gone. They're always out and running. So by the time this is all said and done, you look at the capital investment that it was, the monthly return on the jet is better than commercial real estate. It's better than, I, I mean, multifamily yeah, it real estate. It's like an Airbnb. It is. It, it's an Airbnb is essentially what it is. Now, granted, it's a depreciating asset, not an appreciating asset, but the planes we're buying are good for probably another 20 years, which is fine. Yeah. But the returns are so much higher right. on the jet that I don't even care that it's a depreciating asset. If you do it right. And the if other thing, right. and just because it's a depreciating asset doesn't mean it's actually depreciating at the rate people think it is, right? Well, no. When you go look at old airplanes, and I have, because I yeah. that this is a decent thing. I've looked at Bonanzas. I've looked at personal aircraft. I belong to a flight club, so I can just go use any of their planes and pay for the Chris, hourly. Chris, 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 Chris. First of all, flight club. You don't talk about flight club. Oh, yeah, flight club. I'm sorry. I'm talking about flight club. First roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you look at airplanes because they're a vehicle, right? And yeah. you look at the cost of them. Airplanes can be 50 years old. If they're properly serviced, there's very well, yeah. little about the fuselage yeah. that goes bad. Well, that's, you know, when you buy a plane that's 20 years old. I mean, it's this first, this first the, the first Falcon that we bought, I think it's a 94. The only thing on this plane that's from 1994 is the fuselage. That's, that's it. Because your jets get, yeah. you know, you, you re-buy yes. and service the engines. Yeah, the that, engines, the landing gear, the... The I frame mean, will everything. fly. You can find old flames from World War II that are yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine, fine. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the interior's been redone, all of those things. So, as we continue to buy more of these things and then compress them into our own little mini airline, because the costs go down, the return on these is going to be great, unbelievable. And, you know... You get to fly private for free, you know, not for free, yeah, but, but right, right, right. you can you can allocate a portion of your profits over to, flight. you know, yeah. burn up the flight time, which is you know our cost about twenty five hundred bucks. So that was the deal um, with buying the plane. <laughs> it's a nice flex. 
again, I haven't even seen it yet. It's been in the air. Um, it's been, it's gone. I mean, the plane's been up and moving and making money. So, you know, and that's another thing when you look at this, it's like, if I got a quick flight from here to, and it's just me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the flight because, because the problem is I'd rather have it in the air making 6,000 bucks an hour. Right. Sure. It's like, do you want to go stay in your Airbnb on 4th of July weekend at the beach? No, No, of course not. You want to rent it. Right. That's why you do it. Um, so there was that. So that was, that was the jet. Um, Super kind of stoked about it. So, do you, explain to people though how that actually helps you in other ways too. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Now, here's the thing: um, there is a very large allowable. They're going to close the loophole on it, which is going to be a tax deduction where you can accelerate the depreciation on the plane. You can write it all the way off. However, I'm going to say that in talking to my CPA, my partner CPA, a couple of different people, that is a red flag to get audited when you start buying jets and writing and accelerating. Hundred percent write off. Yeah. yeah, you start you start pushing for accelerated depreciation on those. You're going to get audited. Which you know, I, you know my taxes are are, are good. I'm, I have no fear of that. But who wants to deal with it? You know what I mean? I'm not saying, uh, you know, you want to deal with an audit. Nobody wants to deal with an audit. Right. You, you just don't. And um, so we're not going to do that. We're not going to accelerate the depreciation on it. I mean, I think we're going we're going to be able, because we bought the plane technically, um, I bought into this deal. This deal was already done. Um, the plane was purchased in October. So when you buy a plane, you've got two sets of pilots. You've got to send them to flight school to learn how to fly For type that rating. plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's $40,000 a click uh, to get that done. Um so that and the plane sitting, waiting for them to come through this, waiting to hire the pilots, waiting to get it done. Uh, you know, there's a loss from last year. There, there's a pretty decent loss. So uh, I'm buying in and then I'm immediately getting that loss towards my taxes, which Got is it. great. And then, you know, going forward, if, you know, my company charters the plane, I, I can charter it at retail. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, there's nothing in the tax code that says right. I can't charter it at retail. Um, you know, moving numbers around the page perfectly legitimate. Now I can't, I can't book it at $25,000 an hour. No. But if the going rate for my Dassault Falcon is $6,000 an hour, I can bill $6,000. Well, I think you should probably. You have to. Obviously we're never giving tax advice. No, 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 no. (laughs) We're not, we're not giving any tax advice or any money advice. The only advice we give on the show is turtleneck advice. And Colt is killing killing it. No, but think about it. Sometimes there's people. uh, I mean, can we talk about the turtleneck for a minute though? Because look, I'm not saying the color on that thing is foreskin, but it's pretty close. Definitely three skin. <laughs> I like it, guys. I appreciate it's pretty it. Close. It's pretty close. Um, yeah, but no, but sometimes people don't ever consider aviation. This is the first time in the history of aviation, up yeah. to about 10 years ago, um, zero dollars were ever made from, from, from the Wright Brothers' first flight until then because of so many bankruptcies and the brand of yeah. airlines and 9-11 and all that stuff. So aviation was actually a loss. Some companies made money, most lost, and it actually had washed out. Now, in the last 15, 20 years, uh, 10 to 15 years is the first time that people are willing to use private aviation yeah. more so. It's no longer just the ultra-wealthy using G6s, right? You can charter planes, yeah. charter companies. There's a lot more flexibility because of the logistics of the internet and technology. Well, I think I think also you look at just the yeah, sheer yeah, amount of money out there. Yeah. Like, the amount of money and, and like, the fact that you wait, go on your plane, your, your phone. Does anybody know where this money's coming from? Is it, everybody it, just said, making millions in NFTs? Been printed. Is that what's 70 happening? Seventy something percent was created in the last like couple years. months. Yeah, it's insane. But it's, uh, devalued. You know, I got you know the. Uh, 
don't, I don't know if you're friends with him. It's a buddy of mine is posting all this boardy yacht club stuff that he. Yeah, yeah. And you look at it and you go, oh, this is going to be worth so much money. I go, well, there's 10,000 of them. Well, no, no, no. I, I want to talk about that because something happened over the weekend, too. That, like, I, I think that the economy, definitely this NFT thing has been insane. But I think you're already starting to see a move from. I mean, everybody, it seems like, is printing an NFT line right now. Right. Yeah. Everybody in the grandparent, oh, get my NFTs, get my NFTs. Yes. I mean, you know, I saw it was a Vegas Dave was like, oh, I'm printing NFTs. Like, really? Shit. Like, yeah. Beanie like, babies. I have Chris Connell beanie babies. Yeah, like, yeah. like, so what? like whatever. I watched but, a documentary on that while it's sick. Pretty cool. The meaning Stop hijacking the show, Colt. Jesus Christ. They did it in Holland, Holland with the tulips. Remember when tulips they, yeah. got, And then maybe they did it with a whale oil yep. back in the 1800s. And then they did it with this. And then we never learned from the past. We, we don't. always looked no. we always looked at the future. This is different. But I think the begin I think the beginning of the end for the flex NFTs is coming, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Here's why. Um, Gary V was involved in something this weekend. I don't know if you saw yeah, this. Yeah, I, I saw him talking about, too, the application of NFTs. Yes. Well, what? no, here's what they actually launched this weekend. So Gary V did a deal with, like, five really high-end chefs in New York, right? And they're opening up a private club in New York mm -hmm. that the only way you can get there is guess how? With an I NFT, you have to be an NFT owner. So now the NFT is in actuality a tangible asset yeah, that has access to this private club, which sure. I love. So I think we're finally starting to see some tangible things that are going to happen where the board ape yacht clubs of the world and all these things are going to just be like, well, why do I need a picture of an ape? You know, I want to get something that's yeah, tangible, tangible that I can use. With and you, you could put that, you could put that into any sort of business, right? You could do Anything. a joint joint ownership of a house and say, well, yeah. you need to buy this yeah. NFT. Yeah. So it's it really what you're buying again, is the I, tangible. I, I like the first like mover that. thing. I like some of those things. But I look at it and go, if this falls out of favor, your $400,000 investment is worthless. It's like, well, Snoop owns one. I don't really care. What does yeah. that matter? Is Snoop inviting yeah. me to his house? If no. you say, if you have this NFT, if you're a board eight member, yeah. right? You get to come to the most exclusive parties that's, ever. Well, see, that's what Gary Vee's doing. That's what I said. I said, that's fine. Yeah. That, that's a social club membership you're buying. You're not buying an NFT. NFT yeah. Okay. It's, but if that's not explicit in the contract, if that can be yanked from under me at any point in time, no. if Eminem doesn't want me over at his house, yeah, I'm out. then it's worthless. I'm out. Well, see, again, that's what I was talking, you know, I, I was talking about the metaverse with somebody the other day, and there's been all these, all this land sold in the metaverse. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's neighbor just sold. No, but but here's the, here's the, here's my point with the metaverse. Look at how many times that Elon Musk, for shits and giggles, has crashed his own stock. Sure. Just, just to say, Manipulated. you know what? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to crash my stock as it's funny. throw one tweet out yeah. and, and just, just watch it yeah. crash. I mean, you're telling me that one of these guys is not going to invent some metaverse, whatever it is, and then just for shits and giggles pull the plug? Sure. And then, and there's what are you going to do? Nothing. There's nothing. When you go into those things, there's nothing guaranteed. There's no contract right that it's going to be plugged in. There's not. It just doesn't exist. John, what do we no always tangible. say? What do we always say, yeah. Colt, on the show? Everybody's cool until they're not. Yep. Everybody's yeah. cool until they. And are so, what not. happens when this gets weird, right? And someone sues the metaverse for some. So some server's like, I'm not going to deal with this. No pulls a plug oh, on it. Yep. Or they're an ISP. They, they owe you nothing. No, they don't. They owe you nothing. They this don't. is like that movie Free Guy or whatever, right? It's yeah. Fucking pull a plug on your entire existence, yeah. and you're done. And, and, you're, and you're completely done. I, yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a, I think it's a, a gold rush. Sure. I don't know if it's a gold sustain. No, so here's the thing, too, is there's a bunch of people, a bunch of these tech guys go, you just don't understand. Yeah. And I go, no, no, no. I really understand what you think you understand. Yeah. I right. promise you. 
I promise you. Yeah. But I've yeah. seen this go in many different ways, not just years of investing and reading books about yeah. traditional investments of assets. I understand the value of licensing, the value of intellectual property. I understand mm -hmm. that servers just don't usually get the plug pulled. But things can sour in a second. Look at MySpace. Mm -hmm. Okay, every MySpace was just, could you imagine telling somebody in 2000 that MySpace is not going to exist in two years or whatever. Right. Like this, you're crazy. You don't understand the value of MySpace. I know Tom. Yeah, I get to play but a Tom, song. But Tom, my friend. You know, Tom. I know Tom. Those are the people. Those are the people that are Tom. doing this again. Like, you don't understand. You don't get the value of these licensing deals with celebrities. You don't understand. I'm so far ahead of the curve. I'm such a first mover yeah. that I'm the really smart one. A guy like Gary Vee, okay. I don't really follow Gary Vee, but I understand. But, but he's got pull, okay? So he can create, he can generate goodwill towards a thing. He knows how thing. to make it a tangible. And he's done it, yeah. and he's wealthy. Well, but moving but, into, but again, the move into tangible assets. For example, um, crowd, you know, NFTs are going to become the new crowdfunding sure. for films, sure. for albums, Which is or great. whatever else. So, you know, Which you know, is great. It's going to change that industry, as it right. were. Um, but what's yours worth? Yeah, but my my point is the I've got a cool picture just because I it's in this cool picture line. I think that I I don't know how you're going to convert. And here's the thing: those people that invented like board board yacht ape club. For those of you guys that don't know how NFTs work, when they mint these things and sell them, they're sold at a certain price. But every time they get traded, the people that minted them originally still get a little. A little kickback on them. Yeah. There's a little residual income happening from the NFT, so it's in their best interest to do something to hold value on these right. things. Yeah. It's in their best interest to do that. But how many of those guys are going to figure that out and continue that? Especially when you're starting to see more and more tangible products come out. Sure. Uh, my buddy Steve Sims just did one, and I I don't at first I was like Steve, what are you doing? You know. I get it. It's like a virtual bobblehead of yourself, but then he's tying it to his coaching. He's tying it to events. He's tying it to things that happen. So you're getting access. You're not just buying a picture of Steve. You're actually it's buying a QR code. Steve. Sure, I get you're it. You're buying Steve. I get it. Buying, and that's perfectly fine and good, right? Mm -hmm. Until the moment it's not. Yeah. Oh, right. No. Until somebody goes, oh, that if you own a board API club, you're one of these douchebags that thought they were so smart, and it gets a sour reputation for some reason. Yeah. Then what happens? All it takes is one second. So it's like turn. a bad founder's card. Who's that guy that did the fire festival? <laughs> right? What John was his? <laughs> that, that other guy. Come whatever. on, John. Come on, John. Come on, John. You owe my those wife, people money. Uh, my wife slapped. Give the people their money back. No, um, so what was that guy's name? Brendan or Brandon or whatever. I don't even that know. That guy that went to jail. But he had an interesting technique but to get bottles start, of water. He did this exact, <laughs> he did this exact same thing with like a black, like a cool kid's black cl card club. Yeah. Yep. Right where you get access to this place in New York, blah blah blah. But it was just a card. It was literally a, a black yeah. card you bought into. Yeah, this is no different. No, just because you can do it on your, uh, take a picture of it on your cell phone, right? Like a QR code doesn't make it any better. Well, here's, a, so here's here's my concern about it. Like even if you look at the Gary Fee thing with a tangible deal, right? Sure. Like why do you go? Why do you want to join a private club? Why do you want to join Exclusive. a private club? Because it's exclusive and everybody in that room has been vetted to a certain extent Correct. to be in that room, right? Correct. If access is only granted by the fact that I had enough money to buy this digital coin. Yeah, if I can buy it. Like I said, Well, like Snoop a country club. A country club, I think they say statistically the average country club member is at least over 380000 right? So, you know, that's a monthly occurrence big fee. Yeah, where buying an NFT, anybody can go. It's just like a watch. Anybody can go drop eight thousand on a watch. Eventually. One time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one time. Now, if they have to do that, 
yearly, monthly, then year it's, it's a different thing. But, you know, like Chris said, my thing was always I comprehend it. I don't comprehend it. I comprehend what you're telling me. Comprehend it. I don't comprehend where you see this this exit plan. The exit right. plan, in my opinion, is a pump and dump type of deal. Sure. You know, like at least my one stock of win, I still have. Win, <laughs> one share, don't killed. care, baby. Yeah. One share, don't care. Yeah, but the, you know, at least there's tangible. Yeah. Right. Like uh, other than that, there was a cigar club in town that gave a beautiful metal uh, VIP thing to the you know people that were there a lot. I had one. Then one day it's like uh, we don't. Those are worthless anymore. We don't do it. You know, they just pulled that. They that pulled VIP. the plug. Pulled yeah. the plug. There's the, no, the exact, contract. No, contract. no contract. What, what was plug. I going to do? Wait, you owe me half not, off. No. I, I spent so much money in this bar. But no. you, you're not going to. So Fuck eventually right one day it's not going to make business sense. And they're going to say, well, we got all these other people. What are we going to do? Create more mints? Really, you either got to make it a tangible thing. Or it's not going to be there. And at a tangible thing, you're just putting, to me, if I want to come to, if I want to join a membership and they make me go buy, the, you know, now I got to go Bitcoin or I got to go place my money in the crypto stuff. And then I buy that through that. You're making me jump through process. No, just take my money. Yeah. I mean, right? if, you, if you look at like, like yeah. people have asked me, like, you're going to buy any property in the metaverse. You can do that. I'm like, no, here's why. Because again, somebody could pull the plug on it, go out of favor, whatever. If I buy dirt. If I buy a oh, right. dirt lot, I can go to that dirt lot, I can get out of my car, I can run my fingers through it, I can stand on it, right. I can be there. And the only way I'm going to lose that dirt lot is literally if like don't invasion. Pay your taxes. In, <laughs> no, well, I mean, don't pay your taxes, yeah. of course. But like if invasion boats were to land on our shores and some foreign power was to take over our country, the Lake Mead Pirates all the again. Land. Exactly. <laughs> and claim all the land. That's the only way I'm going to lose that. Right. So, How cool it, would it be if Lake Mead had pirates? Well, and again, and again, and look, and, they did in Hawaii. No, and look before. at it this way. And look at this way. Why do they say you should buy? Why do people tell you to buy land? What's the old adage of saying? Because why they're do not buy making land? any more of it, right? Unless you're in Dubai, they're right? More. They're not making more of it <laughs> yeah. unless you're in Dubai. Then, Apparently, in the metaverse, they can make as much as they like. There's no so. So that's the other. There's thing. no contract that says they can't. There's make no more consequences. Land. There's nothing. So, the, what this is though, like all other things, it's a greater fool theory, right? In hot potato, somebody gets stuck with the potato. Yeah. So you're the, exactly. You either bought it. That last guy that bought it and sold. Yeah. Everyone before him made money. Yeah. Everyone after them loses it. So and you can do that. You want to be on the right side of that yeah. curve, right? Well, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. If if you are somebody that lives in Las Vegas and you bought a house in 2006, oh yeah, yep, you're on. Learn from your yeah. mistakes, yeah. my friend. I was just going to say it can be real estate. You can do. There is so much quote unquote speculation purchases. Isn't that right? the same thing like, though? Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it is. Because it's only it, going to yeah, go up. Well, yeah, it, it, well, it's it going to go up. It's worth everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's not, right? Like, I, I sold a piece of land. The guy goes, I had it appraised for $3 million bucks. I'm like, cool, it's worth 900000 well, it was appraised. Who cares what it was appraised? Yeah. It was never worth $3 million. <laughs> right. bucks. It yeah. was worth 900000 well, And four appraisers, after I told them, it's like, you know, it's like Tommy Boy. There's, there's, there's only one reason. Like, right now, there's a lot. You get pitched investment deals, and it's all about the IRR. Yeah. That yeah. is speculative. Oh, if you're going to buy a real estate deal, buy it on cash flow. The mm -hmm. only time I will buy a speculative real estate deal Developed. is... For example, we just bought our office buildings in Summerlin. We just bought both of those. Mm -hmm. So it was $3 million for both of them, right? And when you look at what we're paying in rent versus what we're going to have to pay on the mortgage, the mortgage was dirt cheap because of just money's cheap right now. But still, it's we have to pay more now than we were renting it. Right. But it's a 10-year full-am loan. I, we were going to lose the, the money anyway. Building. We're going to yeah. own the building. Yeah, I'll buy, an, I'll buy a speculative IRR deal if I'm the tenant. Sure. 
if I'm the tenant, control. yeah, because if it goes bad for me, it's going bad for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I no longer need that, that lease, building, I don't need anything. You know, I don't need anything. Yeah, something's going to go. Bad, I just, yeah, yeah, I just closed on a building too last week. Uh, use clear title. Hey, hey use clear, clear title. title for all your title needs. They, they are very great. efficient service. They very, very are. Um, but yeah, no, because for the exact same reason, right? Yeah. I go, I know what I'm paying in rent. I'd rather pay it to myself. Yep. Tangible benefits, right? I can walk in there now and I go, nothing gets me out of this place. Yeah. This is mine. I can do whatever I want with it. I can. I don't need to talk to the landlord. I don't need to, yeah. you know, get permission to use the boardroom if somebody else is in the building. If you wanted to open up a tur all turtleneck shop, mm -hmm. could you I would do, do it that? there. Could you do that? There? I, I would. I'm going to do it. There. All turtlenecks. I, I misspoke. Not only would I do that, I am doing it there. <laughs> You know, I have something to announce, gentlemen. <laughs> Congratulations. Christmas foreskins. Three, three skins. Turtleneck. Three skin turtlenecks. Tur tur All right. Well, let's I take am a, proud of this. It's turtleneck. Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll divest more into cold turtleneck. I also, when we get back, I want to talk about obviously, we lost some greats, Bob Saget, Betty White. I want to talk about something that Joe Rogan said about Michelle Obama. I want to talk about something that was complete horse shit that I saw Grant Cardone do. And, uh, and yeah, and all more. So we'll be yeah. back in just a second. Bob Saget. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Grant Cardone local. We're back again. No, he lives in. Well, you yeah. opened an office in Arizona. We'll talk about that in a minute. Welcome back to the Power Move. I, of course, am John Gafford here with Colts, Foreskin, Turtleneck, Amadan, and Chris the Counselor. <laughs> Now but boys, I, 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 got, going hey, I got good news. It. While we were on the break, while we took a break a minute ago, um, I don't have to work anymore. What happened, listen to, listen to this voicemail. Apparently, I'm going to be retired here. Are you there? Oh, I got your voicemail. Um, this is Mary. You mentioned you wanted to ethically make some extra cash without <laughs> having to lift a finger. If you're still interested in making some extra cash, give me a call. All right, we're not going to do whatever. No, I do want to talk about. Wow. I do want to talk about that voicemail though. Um, because a it's horseshit. Of course it is. Whatever. Um, didn't talk to me about Mary, but I will say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a sales tip right out of the box. Something I did like about that voicemail, which is how I leave it. How I leave voicemails, um, and how I coach our people to leave voicemails. Because Colt, what is the purpose of a voicemail? Call back. Call back. Call back. That's it, right? I mean, so many Call people back. in sales want to pitch a machine, dude. They they get on and they want to pitch and they want to try to sell the machine. Oh, let me tell you why you need to call me back. I got X Y Z. You need to do this. Blah blah blah. The only purpose of a voicemail your, is just to get yeah, a call back. I love your guys's voice that's it so trip. so she did a little bit of it um mm -hmm. which was good number one um key number one in that voicemail was she tried to build familiarity and acting like we knew her oh hey is this you oh i'm oh, sorry i got John. your voice hey, i got your voicemail you were saying this? oh yeah i got your voice but when they're bad. starting off with a disingenuous premise like i don't know you no 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 but here's the point the, the point is you call them and you just say hey bob it's john you know um look hey i just want you know what it's too much for a voicemail. Just give me a call back. That's fine. That's it. That's and great. Then that, that's You're my voicemail. You have a present. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But that's the voicemail we live. We leave, which yeah. is you've got to leave a voicemail in a sales situation the exact same way that you would if you were calling your buddy. I mean, that's the same message I'd, get, I'd leave you. Yep. Connell, Scafford. Hey, I, you know, man, too much on a voicemail. Just call me yep. back. Yep. Right. Now, here's another big mistake that people make when they leave voicemails, which is they give their number. 
Like, I'm not going to tell you my whole name. I'm not going to tell you where I'm from. I'm not going to tell you anything about me. It's just, hey, it's John. Um, you know, it's too much for a voicemail. You know, call me back. Because now I've got the guy thinking, who is John? Yeah. Like, he's talking to me like he knows me, like I should mm-hmm. know this person. Who is he? Now, here's another thing. If I've called and left a message on your on your phone. You have my number. You I, you yeah. got my number. I don't need. There's no phone out there that doesn't no. link it, your, your voicemail to your phone. No, as soon much. as I leave the as soon as I leave my number, call me back at 823-129-1212. 823-129-1212. No. As soon as you tell me your number, you I know, know I don't, I don't, know, don't you. know you. Yep. I already know I don't know you, mm-hmm. but if you if you ambiguity is always the best thing you can do when you're leaving, a create message. a little suspense, leave a little, little suspense, imagination. Man. a little suspense, little suspense, and don't leave, don't do not do sales call from your office phone that has a generic number that when somebody calls they have to figure out who they call to to get transferred yeah. back. That's the worst. Do not call me. call from your cell phone or your direct line. That has a caller ID because oh I'm God. not going to sit there and did you say that's a two, four, you're breaking up yeah. and fit, no. a half hour to I have to call. deal with that every Me single too. day as an attorney. Commercial real estate. As an attorney. So and commercial real estate. Commercial too, real yeah. estate. Because yeah. you got those people that aren't they're calling from an office, right? Yeah. And nothing drives me nuts more. I, I leave you, I'll say it. My this is my personal cell. Yeah. That way you know that you're getting me. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing drives me nuts more than trying Jump to get a hold hoops. of an attorney. Right, yeah. that I've been trying to. We got a deal going, and I got to go through three layers of yeah. paralegals. Remember, who are you? I mean, look, he what is no, calling. If you yeah. have a problem, if you have a problem in me. Vegas, you can call Connell at three o'clock in the morning. He'll okay. answer. Oh. I mean, I, I actually encourage the three a.m. <laughs> call because you don't. Do you know, he, he, nobody he, he, hugged yeah. me during Christmas. Yeah, because because I got COVID. <laughs> I sucker. You're lucky, John, because uh, I saved you listen. from a lot of money from paying no, out people. The be- the best was I. I really I thought about this, and I thought about how funny this would be. I wanted because everybody's like like if you don't live in Las Vegas, you won't you won't understand this but uh, i'll explain anyway so if you don't live here the golden knights is our hockey team it is it is the fabric of our of our community it is is the fabric of our community it is and so much so that one of the raiders players wrote an open letter to all the fans in las vegas saying we understand that you know the knights jerseys are hung up at every store and ours aren't we get it you know it's okay like they're conceding already that we're never going to be the knights well last week uh two uh, of really, the, I'll say the heart and the balls of the team for the first four years we existed mm-hmm. got traded away in the offseason, and both of those players came back with their new respective teams right. this week. Uh, Ryan Reeves, who's playing for the New York Rangers, and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Fleury, who was literally the first Golden Knight. He's the first guy they ever picked. He's mm-hmm. the first guy. And they came back uh, to the games, and I was at both of those games, and they're emotional. But here's the joke. So for the flurry one, after I saw everybody with the signs for the Reeves game, I almost made – I wanted to make a sign just for shits and giggles that said, I have COVID, but I wasn't going to miss Mark Andre Flurry. <laughs> oh, you should have. <laughs> just, that would have been the greatest. take it to the oh. game. You, you end up on the, on the wrong side like, of an emotional you, distress game. You would have had it done like a video showing you got oh. a negative thing, being like, this is a joke. It Here we go been, because doesn't no, matter if you would have got it would have been amazing. All the people go get tested. Oh god, can you just hit the you. just hit the jumbo because because oh, because where we sit, you know, a puck came over the glass. I do get jumbotron every now and again when the, when it comes over. I have COVID, can but I wasn't <laughs> missing. I wasn't missing the flower. <laughs> I wasn't that would have been the greatest. Oh, it would have been amazing. So no, anyway, people are too sensitive. Can't joke about it. I know they are, but but I thought that was going to be. It would be hilarious, except for the fact, like I said, you didn't be sued left and right. Oh my god, do you think? I could get sued for yeah, that. Yeah, intentional affliction, emotional distress. Yeah. <laughs>
Look at the turning Let's talk. Let's talk about this because holy shit, I pray for the future of our company. Our, our not our company. Our company's great. Our country. country. Did you guys see these Arizona State girls? Tell me you did. No, please. What? Licking Tell me the you toilets? saw it. No, no. Saw that one. Okay. Arizona so there's State these two girls. Gir- there's these two girls at Arizona State that decided to. They walked into their stu- their uh, multicultural center at Arizona State, and there were two white males studying in the multicultural center. And so they decided to pull out their phones and TikTok this of them berating them because one of the guys had a Police Lives Matter, one of the guys had a I didn't vote for Biden t-shirt, and apparently there was a Chick-fil-A cup, which is triggering also, and a Bass Pro Shops hat was also triggering for some reason. Right, okay. Right, so that's also triggering. So now, by the way, both of these groups automatically annoy me. Like, right, okay, hang on, hang on. We're, we're still, yeah, we're still, already any, annoyed. No, 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 anything happened. No, 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 but we're, sti- we're, sti- we're still going, we're still going, okay. all right? And they start berating these guys. Sure. And the guys never get over two, ever. Like, here's level 10, they never get it over two. They're like, look, we just came in here to study. I'm sorry, like, I didn't, I'm not protesting, I'm not saying anything, my computer just happens to have a sticker, whatever. And obviously, now on one side, they probably went uh, in there. Uh, yeah. Hang on. They probably went in there. <laughs> yeah. They probably went in, went in there to do what they did. To needle, yeah. Right? But these girls went ballistic at these guys and the stuff that they were saying. And so Arizona State did a, did a, investigated the situation. And based on the video that the girls took, found that the only people harassing anybody were these girls harassing sure. those guys. Because sure. there's no rule that says those white guys can't go <coughs> sit at that table in the multicultural center. Right. And right? Which yeah, is fine. Yeah. Which is, a, which is a First Amendment protection. And I'm yeah. very 100%. much so ACLU. 100%. I support. This is, please don't cut this into a piece. I'm not. I'm not. I support Black Lives Matter protests in public spaces. I support Nazi protests in public spaces. I can look at them and say, I think you're disgusting people. Mm. But you have the right to be wrong in public. Yeah, yep. and you, know, you, do, you don't have the right to burn shit down, though. In, in, anybody, well, you can't create a danger for it, but you have a right to burn a flag, and I stand by your right as no, no. an American. I don't care if you, you burn, burn a flag. flag no, listen, public. listen. If you bought it, you can burn whatever you want. You, you don't can't burn, burn somebody's you can't business. Destroy down. other people's properties. Yeah, of you course. Can't but I down. believe that this country needs to go back to that where I I don't have to like you, but I do have to respect your right to have. I don't respect your opinions. I respect your right to be wrong and right. Right. But my point was my point was with these Arizona State girls. So the the Arizona State finds them uh, to be the ones that were harassing these guys, and they say they want you to write a three page paper on inclusion and and you're on probation. That's basically what happened. So then these girls go back on the video, and again, not about the cause. It's about the general perception. Of right. these, they're like these people came in with their racist Bass Pro Bass Pro Shop hat, and they're racist, and they triggered right. us. They're all fired up. They yeah. triggered us in our safe space, dude. I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. it, if I'm Russia, I'm like we could take this place in like a week. Oh, Here's the problem, though. Like, sure. like a week, this, we would sure. go over and, and right. trigger, trigger people, and no. they'd be the, dude. If those are your kids, or your kids act like that, sure. You are setting them up for failure because the world is going to chew them up and spit them sure. out. Sure, but here's the good news. Here's the saving grace. Like with all things, what you see and what you hear about in public are not the reality of it. Yeah. 99% of kids going to college would just be like, oh, those guys are fucking idiots. Did you see that one girl, the the one who shit her pants, the right-wing girl that tries to make videos, the one who shit her pants <laughs> at a frat party? No. She tried to, She went onto a liberal <laughs> campus and started, started asking Was this, this, this on her right? OnlyFans? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't watch Young Turks, talk, but yeah. it, Young Turks was on like a next clip, and I just overheard it. And it shows these videos of her going on these liberal institutions expecting to just have these outrageous comments. Yeah. It's like, should there be tampons in the men's room? Like, oh. And the guy's like, I don't care. Yeah. And moved yeah, on. And another guy's like, walking. sure. 
Does it cost me anything? No, I then care. I don't care. So most people, and it just backfired in her face. She looked yeah. like a moron. But if you're two white guys and you go to the multicultural center and you're wearing, you know, you're wearing, I don't care about Biden or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You're going there to be controversial, which is fine. Yeah. The best thing you can do is in ignore that situation them. is ignore, ignore them. them. Yeah. So ignore them. They did 100%. what they wanted to do. And yep. you are a fucking moron and a puppet. If you let someone pull your Reactive. string so easily about content, nobody cares. But again, I, I think I think there are I think there are college age kids. Sure. On both sides of, sure. of, of these issues. On right. both sides of conservative and liberal that are equally fragile in the worst possible. There is they are so because- much fragility. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So college campuses, yes. Are definitely left, and I don't mean to be. Uh, I don't. I think it's both sides. This is well, not about no, a left or right. It's tougher thing. to this be a young Republican sides. academic, oh, right? Because sure. yeah, the yeah, world's moving away sure. from that. Yeah, but just in general, I think terms, it's coming right? back. But it, I think it's coming back. I, was, I think in the business, I think you're, you're going to see some Michael mm, Keaton's come popping up yeah. real quick in academia. No, yeah. I, I don't know about academia. No, but I think that Michael Keaton's it may correct to where it should be. Yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, I feel I feel like right now is like the seventies. And you're going to see a snapback to conservatives. Well, I think it already has. I think the let's go Brandon speeches you see around campus. You wouldn't have saw those 10 years ago. That's that's ignorance. No, that's what I'm saying. The problem is, is there so... A lot of these kids are so stupid and have no experience. They still live in their parents' basements. Course, they yes. don't. They don't know anything. So if they hear a professor telling them how stupid, you know, the right white, the right wing is, then they're going to sit there and yeah. think it is. And if it, you, sure, you're sure, getting sure. your parents telling you, ah, oh, no. they're a bunch of idiots. They're going to. It, it's here, going back and here, forth. Here's now. here's here's my th- here's my thing. You know, you look at, and again, we you, you look at the let's go Brandon thing. Which obviously is 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 is, is what it is. But right. my thing is, I think what made this country great in its first place is the ability to have civil Disagreed. discord, of course, civil yes. discord. And at what point? I mean, dude, I didn't. I don't love Joe Biden's politics. I, I don't. I, I didn't like Biden. I didn't like Obama's politics. I mean, but at the same time, I never disrespected the office right. of the president. Sure. I mean, the guy is the president of the United States. And it's you. You look yeah, like you an idiot when you disagree. Like it, as a country, they don't realize people are looking at us, and we look like a bunch of idiots. Both sides. Well, that's it. because the media is very loud. Now, here's the thing, though. I am a hundred percent on board if you criticize a policy of Joe Biden's. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you that's say, fine. "Hey, Joe Biden really fucked this up by yeah. by this," and this was a better solution, I yep. look at, it, I go, "Hey, that's fair." I go, "No, what you're not considering is this." Yeah. That's how political discourse should be in this country, but it's not. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden says. He's an idiot. He's wrong. He's it, an the idiot. The guy could say the sky is blue he and could, he's fucking wrong. He could cure And that's cancer. the problem in America yeah. is that it doesn't matter. My team is in. Well, everything Trump did is right. Because, for right-wingers. I know. Because, well, because again, it's the echo chamber. It's, it's the, we all, so nuts. We all hear each other saying that everything is right. And, right. and I, I like to hope, you know, here's the thing. I, we, we all have our own political views here that sure. are sometimes aligned, sometimes don't. But I think... We can all agree that the way that the majority of people that are super vocal about their their dislike of whatever is happening are doing it the wrong way. Totally. Yeah. Worst marketing. <laughs> yeah. The left wing has got to have the worst marketing possible because you have, I believe, this is a core belief of mine, mm-hmm. that 70% of people, 80% of people in this country, if marketed to properly, would vote on the left side. And here's if why. Properly if to. properly marketed to. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about policies about the ultra wealthy, this, that, and the other, most people in this country are below the wealthy, right? So if you could just be like, look, 
Here are great social services. Look at the police. Look at fire. Look at all these great things that if we just put in collectively, blah, blah, blah. If you could steer it away from religion well, that's, well, and that, make it about that's people's problem. Problem. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because, right. because put because everything the, together. You're the, not the, the right, on one. The, the right owns religion. Which is, which is ironic. A, which is a core value. <laughs> but it's ironic in that, and I don't want to get like off on a tangent, but when you look at the tenets of you know what Christianity is, right? Give to the poor, rich don't get into heaven, all that stuff. If it was marketed better, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be an issue because you could get away from the things that turn them off, like gay marriage. And once mm-hmm. those things become sort of more normalized and mainstream, you're going to find the next generation is not going to care about those issues so much. Yeah. yeah. I'm just well, saying, like, like I said, it's a marketing problem, but the left is the worst you know, at it. You know, what well, it brings up my next point, which is going to be incredibly probably unpopular, but we're going to talk about it anyway because I thought it was a good thing. Joe Rogan came out the other day and said that if Michelle Obama ran against Trump, she'd win the landslide, is what he said. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, he thinks Michelle Obama would win in a landslide. And this got me to kind of thinking. It got me to thinking about something. I, I totally disagree with that. You, you disagree? Well, this is, I, I, that's, what, that's what Rogan said. But here's the thing. Interesting. This is what I'm, I'm finding. And, and I'm finding this. And this is not a, this is a spouse thing. This is not a husband wife thing. This right. is not a wife husband thing. This is a spouse thing. Right. I see, I, I'm seeing more and more, especially in the entrepreneurial space, where unqualified spouses are being shoved on stage sure. because oh, of yeah. who they are. Totally. I agree. And, and, and that's on both sides. I've seen some really unqualified husbands I've, who's, whose wives are mm-hmm. superstars, and I've seen some really unqualified wives whose husbands are superstars. Right. And at what point is, is, is that okay? Is that not okay? I mean, well, you tell I, me. I, I, you need to have qualification. Now, Michelle Obama yeah. is a lawyer. Hundred percent, but but I'm saying no, 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 I, and I'm not That's saying like the Michelle, only. Okay, real quick, I am not saying Michelle Obama is not qualified to run for office. I just said that thought of that with right. him saying that got me thinking. Like, I, I go to these events and I see these wives get shoved up front. I right. see these husbands get shoved mm-hmm. on stage, and you know, it's it becomes this package deal. Where right. One of them is a superstar, right. and the other one. Well, I mean, our, great, our president, you love, you love your spouse. I love that. Yeah, That's sure, all well and sure. great, but that but doesn't mean do I, I need to hear their opinion saying. either, or do I need to hear them right. talk to me? Well, I think I think. Our current president's that, right? I think people voted for him because they thought they were voting for Obama, right? And same thing with, I, I would dare say, our mayor in Las Vegas has voted purely yeah. because they voted 100%. her because of her 100%. because of her husband, There's right? Which is hundred percent. So you know, I think they sit there and think, well, if I vote for them, I'll get. I the know, other I back. know they are not qualified, but what they're not qualified on, they'll ask their spouse, and that's who I'm voting yeah. for. And I think that to get why. Bill Clinton a third term was a lot of yeah. Oh yeah, that that's like the Clinton third, Clinton three. Yeah, I mean, and that's where that comes from. But man, I, I see, I see, I go to speaking events and I watch somebody. I'm like, who the hell is this person? And find yeah, like, out, oh, it's their husband, so, so, right? So, 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 oh, somebody's wife. Yeah. It's, that's husband. totally odious. I find that particularly <laughs> offensive. I, when somebody's it is. spouse is up there, yeah. is wholly not qualified with a hard it, opinion on anything. It is, and I think the problem is, is most people aren't honest enough with themselves to think that, look, I'm glad you think your wife is amazing or your husband's amazing, but that doesn't mean put them on the stage. No. Yeah. I, I promote my wife because we have a comparable business. Yeah. Like We have yeah. a thing where I go, no, she's competent, plus she comes with me. But yeah. I also think, like, okay, look at, and this is not, you know, I, I know plenty of couples where, 
you know, the one spouse is, is, is the stage superstar and the other one just has no interest in it. Right. Like I know plenty of those people. Sure. I mean, I, you know, I was probably a better marriage that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I let you do what you're going to do and that's great. I mean, Tana, Tana Gertz, who is, uh, and her husband's a wonderful guy. He was a meteorologist there in, uh, at their, at their hometown in Iowa. But you know, Tana, by being one of Trump's main pundits, I guess you mm-hmm. will, or one of the bell ringers through his campaigns, Tana became quite famous. And she never tried to put Curtis up there, and Curtis never had any interest to be up there. He was yeah. he was perfectly content to stand by her side. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know why that came hey, anyway. No, yeah. I, I agree, but I don't think that, I don't think Michelle would kill a landslide Trump. I really don't. I just find I, that particularly I think, Yeah, I, I, honestly, if Trump runs again and we get Obama running, I don't I, think, I, I'm I, so annoyed over two year, get Two years new, is a long time yeah. in health in health years with a dude that's that big and that old. That old. Yeah, but, you know, that is interesting that um, he and said the, that because, like I said, I still think that this country – now, here's where I'll be maybe a, not controversial, but – Having a, a woman be president, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure this country is going to secretly vote for that yet. I, I just don't. I think men still have kind of a thing about having a woman president on average. You think? I do. When you look at who voted for Trump and who voted for, for Hillary, 67% I think of men voted for Trump and th- 30% of you know, whatever, yeah. Hillary. And same with women, right? Because women... <laughs> I think... See, I, I, see, I, I, I just I, think that generally... I, 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 that there's enough men that still have hard feelings about. Oh, I think, there is. I think, there's I think, racist I think, I think people the out there. Yeah. There's sexist people. people. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't have problem. I would have voted for Condoleezza Rice listen, if she listen, would have ran. Listen, listen. I, I think you're going to have to. I think. I think much like Obama, you're going to have to come in moderate. I just don't think it's a landslide either way. No, I don't think it's a landslide either way. But let's speaking of. I, th- of, I think Trump's daughter could go yeah. and win Ivanka. Yeah. I think she could. Well, let's 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 move on to something else. Let's talk about this real quick, which was. Grant Cardone says, I saw a video he made this week, and I thought it was dangerous, and I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> I think a lot of stuff he says is no, dangerous. No, this was dangerous, and it was, bu- and it was bullshit. It, it, it's dangerous, and it's bad. You're in my shot, Connell. Can I say, what are you doing? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, everything stops for Connell. Yeah, Connell he's got to stop doing Connell things. I said, everything stops. No, no. Um, so here's what it was. It was a video, and he goes, and here's a story. I'll do my Grant Cardone invitation. So no, man, this guy, I met him. And I said, hey, you need to invest in me. And he wrote me a check for $20 million because he trusted me. He said, I trust you, Grant. I trust you. I'm going to give you $20 million. And then a week later, I get a call. And he says, hey, I'm going to send this guy down from my office. And he's going to go through your office and check out your stuff, check out your operation, make sure it's all good. And I said, yeah, send the guy down. So the guy, this doesn't sound like Grant Cardone at all, I feel like. Kind does, of. It, kind does, of. It, does it kind of feel? Anyway, yeah, better so he says, I'm going to send this guy down. Yeah. And he's going to check it all out. Well, he says the guy came down. He went through everything, and I said, "Hey, hey, uh, when you're done, uh, come back and uh, and and see me. I got a gift for your guy." And he said, at the end of the day, I said, "How was everything?" He said, "Oh, everything checked out perfectly. It was great. Here's something for you." And I handed the guy an envelope, and it had a check for twenty million dollars with him because I don't want to do business with somebody that has to check up on me that that doesn't trust me. No. Uh, and I thought to myself, number one, okay, let's yeah, stop. Let's no stop. Shit. Twenty for a million. Second. Let me give you twenty yeah, million. Let's stop for a second. You. There's zero chance that dude handed anybody back twenty million dollars. No. Zero chance zero. that happened. Now, number two, guys, I, I always say, don't buy the protest sign from the person that's that's telling you yeah, about the right, cause. Right, right, right. right? This is a guy. You got to pull your mic back on. <laughs> this is a guy Jump that his his job Connell. his job is raising money. That's his yeah. job to buy multifamily stuff, and he's been very very good at it. Right. But if you don't think you should vet every single real every single deal you do, I mean, vet it and pull it apart and look for holes and look for everything. Hundred percent. I mean, I sent you the operating agreement on the on the jet, and I said, find me a problem in here. 
I mean, the problem. So if, if, if you're doing a deal with your mother, yeah. go over it. Vet the deal. Oh, yeah. Vet why, everything. Why is that a problem? I, because, because it's easier for him to put that video out and make people that are naive that might have 10 or 15 grand to rub together to send him to invest with him. Well, I don't have to look at the prospectus. I don't have to look at it because I, oh, I trust him. I tr- he, won't do bi- he won't do business with me if I don't trust him. A lot him. of people trusted Madoff. Yeah, oh, Bernie, a lot of that's people. That's a good and point. I, got, I have no clue about this Grant Card. Cardone I don't know guy. anything about. I the have guy. zero, I, I so I'm not. Name. I'm not yeah. going to talk bad. I'm not going to talk. I'm anything. not talking. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I know you're not. That piece That's of it. Bullshit. Listen, I, th- I think it was bullshit. That's I don't. Th- I don't think. Advice. I don't think the story happened. Tra- no. I don't think it happened. It's and then two, advice. I think it's terrible advice that you shouldn't vet every deal yep. all the way out. You should just quote unquote trust people. So you know what? I'm in a seven. I'm in a seven figure lawsuit trying to recover seven figures from a guy that was my roommate at one point. Good friend. Because no, I vet the deals that you're still doing. Yeah. yeah. Vet the deals that you're currently in. Yeah. My See problem to get out. Vet everything. <laughs> I, I am not going to slander one guy. I'm going to say hypothetically, there is a guy out there that was able to put together money from 08 on. There's absolutely no way you could fucking lose putting money into real estate from 2008 and on. So you might have somebody that's worth a billion dollars and be an idiot. You could have bought Portageons sure. and made yeah. a fortune on yeah. them. So my thing is, is you are hypothetical. Guy A is playing with fire by not doing credited invest investors. Yeah. Okay, he's getting where yeah anybody any investment I don't, panders I don't, I don't, out. I don't know that he's not doing credit. No, I, I, I don't know that. Look, and, and, if and you're giving quick, a guy five thousand, if you're doing on, five thousand, I, I don't know. And, and, I don't either. And I, this is why I'm talking about but, hypothetical guy okay, A. Hypothetical, hypothetical guy. guy. This is not about Grant Cardone. I'm telling you, you play with a you play with. Fire not doing credit investors. And but like people are crowdsourcing, put together GPs and LPs and yeah, all this stuff. You, yeah, yeah. It's a scary thing. If you to have do. a competition, ten thousand people are in it, about flipping heads and tails. There will be somebody that flips like fifteen heads in a row. Yeah, yeah. they're not expert head flippers. No, yeah. it's just that's how it. It's just they shake out, and that's at the well, end. Of it, so. You know, and, and I want to say, th- and I want to say this. I mean, there's some people that are going to hear that what I just said and be like, "Oh, that dude's a hate. You're being a hater. No. You're trying to tear him down because no, he's no, successful." No, no I'm he's not. Very no. successful. Like, there's a him. there's a difference between being a hater and saying the emperor has no clothes. That's there's right. a difference, Huge. and I'm merely trying to say that what he implied from that video. Be conscientious of all of that. Be conscientious of all of it. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's something behind it. Never again, never buy a protest sign from the from dude the that guy. told you about the cause. <laughs> never. Do, and there's a lot of that going on right now. There's some people making some serious money selling protest signs, and they are constantly reminding you there's a cause. Uh, be careful of that. And, I, and yeah, I'm not I being, know people dude, that I'm not deals. being a hater on the guy. No. I'm just saying when you're giving dangerous advice to people that could get them in trouble, that's when I have a problem. Well, and I know a lot of people that have been uh, investor, investor stuff. They've been investor partnerships for 20 years and they still vet their guy that it could be their son. I know family money that will invest. They'll vet their sons. Yeah. You should vet every, every investment, single, whether it's five thousand. Look, if you don't vet it, you're just giving somebody a favor. Yeah, at no, that point, in no, my for opinion. sure, for sure. So, well, we're gonna wrap it up, Connell. I take a phone call. I guess we're right at twenty six minutes. 
Make sure you tune in the next one. The next one's going to be awesome as well, where we talk about principles and com- you know principles of stoicism. And if you're having a challenging time, uh, like so many people probably are right now with mm-hmm. COVID and everything else, uh, you might want to take a quick listen because if you've never been experienced, if you've never been exposed to the thought process of some of our greatest philosophers, uh, we're mm-hmm. going to do it in a way that you can understand, and, and it's uh, and hopefully it will it will start you on a road to wanting to read more, wanting to do this. I always tell people all the time, the book that changed my life was The Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. And I'm going to just kind of introduce you to some of those mm-hmm. principles. And we're going to talk more about cold turtleneck. So I was going to say, we yeah, got we double back to back back to with that. my awesome turtleneck. And we'll go to that. So nice. we, will, we will see you next time. I like my turtleneck. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we have, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.